1: Hello, my people, my people, welcome back to another amazing and fabulous show. Today, we have a a very charming and wonderful guest that I am pleased to be talking to today. Uh, He is uh, great indeed. Uh, He is very well respected Uh, from around the world. He has uh, done some great things in his lifetime, Uh, has traveled many places. He has uh, contributed to articles on health service management to medical and related presses. this particular uh, individual is from uh, Lincolnshire in England. Uh, Henry VIII has, in fact, called it the most uh, boorish county of our realm. Uh, he's been lavishly entertained at uh, Dorton Abbey at the northeastern stream uh, of the county and have been in the Humber uh, history. And I, I know I have butchered that <laughs> uh, word quite Uh, Frankly, uh, so give me, uh, do bear with me as I continue to read this further. So Kurt spent his childhood and adolescence there. Uh, So he was helped with his writing by liberal uh, poet uh, Henry Trace and uh, Father Waldrow Jude. Uh, So he definitely has um, put in quite uh, a bit of work in his time. And he uh, later spent uh, spent some time uh, doing some work in medicine. Uh, about eight years of management or replacement uh, in the uh, psychiatric ward, ward um, by the community of uh, mental health services in uh, North London. Um, he became a cook. Uh, he has traveled around Europe, and the Middle East, North Africa, and the U.S. They, as I mentioned uh, about his travels, he writes about places he traveled. Uh, he has uh, wrote about uh, three, uh, five books that we will talk each about. Uh, so, uh, you know, I definitely want to give, you know, Colin, uh, Kurt, uh, who is, is is the person that I'm talking about, respectively, the opportunity to tell you about his experience in full. So um, without further ado, let's just bring on Colin, Kurt. Uh, so how are you doing today,
2: sir? Okay, well, that is an introduction to me, which, uh I I can't do anything other than expand on a bit. Um, North Lincolnshire is a very rural sort of area, which is where I was brought up and did some farm labouring and that kind of thing. But after that, I went to um, Edinburgh University, and I spent four years in the capital of Scotland, which is a very, very beautiful city. And in fact, Bronze, which is the novel that we're talking about mainly, um, it's set partly in Edinburgh and partly in Florence, and all the Edinburgh parts of it in fact go back to the time when I lived there, which is uh, many years ago now, because the book is actually set in the 1970s, and it endeavours to portray um, the life of uh, a young Scotsman um, who then embarks on a long summer holiday in um, Italy, and uh, it's all his exploits while he was in Italy. Other books that I have written are mainly um, to do with sacred places. I get an enormous amount of pleasure out of visiting sacred places, like the sacred um, remains in in Delphi, which is where the... um, delphi remains of the python are, are very very famous and i've actually been in the python's cave which you can't go into now it's all sealed off um and i've been to the sacred mountain in Jerusalem and all, all, all the sacred places that are reasonably easily accessible from from my part of the world including samarkand which is one of the most amazing places i've been to but um I go to them because I like the vibes that are there. I like getting the experience of being in a place where um, a lot of other folks have been and, and enjoyed the experience of being in somewhere totally, totally unique. The only one that seems to me to be close to heaven is, um, is Temple Mountain, Jerusalem, which is the most extraordinary place because it is a flat space the size of about four football fields, um, and you cannot see over the edge unless you're standing near the edge. So you seem to be floating in the heavens. It's a superb experience. Um, the other books I've written are um, mainly um, on poets and poetry, and I have written quite a lot of poetry, and a couple of my books are on um, religious subjects, and I've also written one called Aiden's Goldfish, which is an account of 9-11 um, from a, a very precise historical point of view. Otherwise, I, I'm still a cook. I still um, have a vegetarian restaurant and cook for it, and people still come and eat our food, so it can't be too bad. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this this is very, you know, I find that very find all of that very fascinating and you know it, it just seems like you have immersed yourself in the fullness of life itself and and then your writing is reflective of it and and it's just every bit of the travel uh, has been has it, been a drip drop uh in each of the the writing uh for example, in life, in poetry, you know, as we begin to uh, look at look at that a bit, uh, you know, you you uh, begin to talk about the a bit of the influence of this book. As uh, you know, it is obvious um, in the the poetry of this. Ha- you know, the, the the from the from your travels and the. Um, the, mount, the temple mount um, going going back to Egypt you know so
2: so well, one of the um, one of the most amazing things to me was when, when we were in the temple at Adidas in um, in Egypt when in fact I saw a little spot of light um, go up one side of a wall and it was going to Shine directly down on what had been the um, pharaoh's throne, and I sat on it and said to my partner, "Take a photograph of me when the spot of light drops on my head," and um, she did. And and there's a, actually a copy of the photograph. is in life in poetry because it, it it just shows my head covered in a gold mask. And then the, the spot of light went off again, and I had no idea, but that I, I, I actually happens only on Midsummer's Day and we happen to be there on Midsummer's Day and it happens at midday on Midsummer's Day and I couldn't understand how it was possible to have a hole in a piece of rock fine enough to do that but it hadn't got blocked by sand over the centuries but it worked and it was very interesting I, I'm, I'm always on the lookout for, for things that are different and, and try and find some logical explanation to them and usually it can, but not always. And that's what I think is interesting about sacred places: that um, you know, other people have had the experience, and, and the vibes keep keep around there. Yeah. So,
1: why is it you think people don't, you know, care anymore, and why people don't, you know, write write on 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 things? You know uh, or or don't allow uh for you know their writing to be re- so reflective on on things like that you know uh, as as though you were able to do and how how are you able to switch it on like that
2: um well I switch it on i I think that most of my time I go around with my eyes open and I can't I do not spend all my time looking at the screens, which I think is the problem nowadays. It, there are so many diversions that um, commercial powers and the state put in front of you to not give you the time to just see what's around and what's so delightful and wonderful in nature and in life generally. I mean, it bothers me that any time you do anything nowadays, you're, you're asked 10 minutes later if you'd evaluate it. I mean, who could care less? What you or I think about some hotel or, or boat or goodness what? When when the, the, there's all sorts of amazing things to see, which is free and and, and you know they, they they don't get appreciated properly. They don't get written about enough. Yeah, I, I really, I, think
1: it's, I really think that you sorry. you know you you capture you know uh, what you know what is really missing uh from 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 this modern society you know um you know rather than just you know the romantic you know uh the rom- romantic watered down you know uh poetry that we often so much so accustomed to and you know it, it it's so much more deeper than that you know and it, it it you know we you know we we often don't allow ourselves to you know get in touch with our spiritual side and and it seems like you you know had more of a a, a deep spiritual uh immersion you know when you when you had all these travels is it fair to say
2: i think it's a lot to do with um how you brought up and, and the people that teach you because i mean the, you mentioned at the beginning um henry chris who was a very well-known English poet in the 50s, 60s of last century. Um, I I was fortunate enough to be taught by him from the age of 11 to 18. So all my knowledge of English literature and the English language really goes back to Henry Trees. He he was somebody who, um, he he was just totally enthralled by everything that was going on around him. And, and, And you pick this up from the person. Whereas if you um, speak to school teachers at the moment, it's very sad because many of them would love to teach like that. But in fact, they're given curricula that they're supposed to follow. And quite a lot of the education these days is, is on screen and it's already been worked out by some educationists in... Well, in, in my case, in Paris, but in uh, in, in the um, Ministry of Education of whatever country you're in, uh, it doesn't allow that flexible relationship between a teacher and, and, and the student that, that encourages an individual approach. And I think it's very sad that um, we, we, we've agreed, because it's a democracy, we do allow these things to happen. That we've agreed to education being absolutely by-rote and, and no longer um, exploratory and and, and, and um, for the excitement and all the things that life should be about
1: yeah that's that's definitely that's definitely uh true you know uh, you know it, it, it was definitely different. And, you know uh in more traditional times uh things are becoming less and less traditional now and uh homeschool definitely seems like a better option <laughs> if you want to uh be removed from you know uh what what has turned uh, so you know we we see we see uh sort of what you know uh, sort of you know what has sort of this uh, bit of a conversion uh speaking of conversions uh you know talk to us a little bit about the death of augustus uh his conversion to christ uh you know uh, there was a bit of a switch with uh with, with augustus too you know uh he had a bit of change of mind uh you know
2: well, the, the, the amazing thing i read that book in um 2014, because that was supposed to be the 2000th anniversary of the death of Augustus. Um, I'd always been very intrigued about a poem of um, Ovid's, where he claims that he's writing it um, immediately after the death of Augustus, and he does that in a very complicated way, um, tell you what year it was, and it was 8 AD, it wasn't 14 AD. The reason that that Augustus is supposed to have died in 14 AD is because somebody wrote at the beginning of one of the books of the um, New Testament, look, I think, um, that Tiberius had been emperor for 30 years. I think it was when Jesus started preaching. And if he worked backwards, it meant because they knew when Tiberius had been emperor that it, Augustus must have died in 14 instead of in eight. But the the only absolute record left of when he died is the one that Ovid wrote. Because all the literature of the period when Augustus was in in power um, was destroyed by the Christians when they got to power 500 years later. They didn't want to know didn't want anybody to know that Augustus had been called the son of God, that he was the prince of peace, and all the titles that they'd passed on to Jesus. And it's it's very sad, because in the process, they not only gave a false impression of Augustus, but they did of of Jesus as well, because he, he taught pacifism, and he taught being understanding with your neighbors and not accumulating wealth and being bothered about all those sorts of things, which, of course, didn't... Satisfy the powers that be of the day, all of whom wanted to accumulate wealth and and fight wars in order to protect it. And it it really is quite outrageous that we give the name Christianity to a religion. that Bob Dylan's got a lovely song about that, with God on your side, where he he, is saying, how on earth can you have God on your side if you're on the German side and if you're on the Allies side? Obviously you can't, it, it, it's, it, it's one of those nonsenses that we've allowed to grow up, um, that, that fighting wars is is part of the Christian belief system, it's not, it's part of the belief system that came in, in at a later date, but it, it wasn't there in the original. If you read the New Testament, you won't find any reference to wars, um, you won't find any reference to killing. Um, you'll find plenty of references about not spending your life accumulating wealth and missing out on friendship and all the rest of it. Um, I, I, I think it's very sad, and that was why I wrote Death of Augustus. It was simply to point out that, that he didn't actually die the year that he's supposed to have died, and he. the reason why they changed his image was because they wanted to take the religion, of, uh, uh, the religion of Christ. In Rome, um, the very early illustrations of Christ, he looks like Augustus. He hasn't got a beard or anything of that sort. It was then later on they gave him a beard because they wanted him to look as different to Augustus who was clean-shaven as he possibly could. Anyway, that, that, that was the, the first lengthy book I wrote, um, Life in Poetry, which is a bigger book, um, is an accumulation of things I wrote over well, over 50 years now, um, and it was, um, I still think it's, it's the most interesting of my books. The others are you know, well, well worth reading to anybody who likes those sorts of subjects.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, y- you really have like just 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 some wealth of a, just you know a, a wisdom just to pass along to to all of us and you know it and and just just you've been a very transformational you know writer uh throughout throughout all this time um and and you and you seem like you you know you were able to wrap it all up um in, in each you know uh each book you know uh so so coming back to to bronze again you know we we got we got this this scots um, banker you know um I mean, we got this grandson of a scots banker and a, a uh um, mafia boss up uh, you know um you uh, know and as i'm you know i'm thinking you know um you know and you know we you know, for you to, you know, write early on uh, on Augustus and, you know, um, and, you know, and then, you know, the uh Mafia boss. And <laughs> so, so, so the now, have you, did you have any, you know, uh, intel, you know, on, um, did you have to do any while you were, while you were in it, while you were in, uh, you know, um, over in, you had some time in Rome, am I, am I correct? Or were, were you in, um, did you have some time uh, uh, in that area, am I correct, when, when you wrote this book?
2: I've visited Florence every summer for oh years and years and years. Um, yes. And quite a lot of it was written in either Rome or in Milan. Um,
1: yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, it,
2: it, 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 right,
1: yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, that was the point I was making. So, yeah, uh, yeah, because I'm collecting my thoughts here, so, so, do excuse me, uh, for interrupting you too. So, yeah, so, so, you, so, you might have had some, uh, so, yeah, the for the to what the minis um mafia boss, that concept there is, uh, uh, pretty, pretty interesting, um, for because uh was there any any research you did into the into the Comisina, uh gang uh, the, the, you know be, uh, was there any connection with that character you know with the Comisina, uh leader uh the former Kamasena? You, you
2: don't get anywhere near them I don't think Um you, you can pick up all sorts of useful information um, by talking to people um, who are considerably lower down in the ranks than the, the, the top guys. The, the, the um, portrayal I've given of the mafia boss in, uh, in Milan, um, he is just an ordinary bloke who happens to have got an enormous amount of power because he's got so much um, information that is valuable to him about other people. Um, that 's basically how these organizations work they um they they accumulate money that allows them to blackmail other people and um, if you actually meet one of them as i understand it you you, you wouldn 't know them from anybody else apart from the fact that they 're extremely rich
1: yeah absolutely you know and it and, and, uh, and that, and 's quite quite interesting that you know we we, we you know, we got people among us like that, and um, for you to be exposed to that type of people, um, you know, it, you know, and and having you know had the conversation with you on the other side, and you know, um, uh, that type of exposure to that type of people, how uh, ha- how has that changed your kind of your kind of your thought process uh, uh, about humanity, um, it, if it has at all. You know, you know uh,
2: I, I must confess I can less and less see a distinction between um, crops making vast amounts of money and commercialism generally. It seems to me that they're, they're all based on the same premise, and that is that if you can force humanity, ordinary human beings like you and me, into doing what they want. Um, they will make money out of it. And this is why um, all this diversionary tactic so that you spend your whole life um, doing things other than really investigating and and, and enjoying enjoying life is because somewhere along the line you're paying some money to them. So you are effectively being taxed either by crooks or by industry or by the state. Um, all of whom are taking money away from you to use in ways you would rather they didn't, mainly. I mean, I have no idea why we spend billions on space research trying to find life on other planets when we're very near the point of making life on this planet extinct. It would seem to me to make a lot more sense if they spent money with all these brilliant scientists making sure that we solve the problem of global warming but um we seem to think that it's more important to go and look for life anywhere else if there is life anywhere else good luck to but i would like to think that there was going to be life on earth for another century or so it doesn't look very likely
1: yeah you know it, you really do you know get that 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 feeling too you know it, you're you're so right on so many many points and you know, and I I can see where you know the book Bronze, you know, you know has has this has 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 a little bit of of this you know where you know you know where his mind mindset and belief system is jeopardized by you know by these powerful personal encounters and you know and you know and that can you know oftentimes like you know change your whole perception. You know, uh, uh, how you how you look at, you know, humanity uh, totally different and, you know, at, at large too. you know, um, especially when when there's so much going on in the world. And, you know, the you would think that, you know, the, they will do things, the, you know, the the right way when they have so many resources available, uh, uh, you know, that that, that are here from, from stretches from here all the way around the world more than once. You know, so it it's it's totally, it's totally uh totally ashamed, totally shameful, uh we that we're not learning from um, our past, uh, past mistakes. Uh, so um, well, so with that being said, um you know as we continue to wind down here, you know um you you have worked in, uh, in um you know, sacri- 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 acid hospitals um, uh, and you got gotten to witness uh, you know uh, what we can look look, look like in our uh, you know, worse at our, at our worst uh, when, our, when our minds are, uh, are, are most gone. Uh, but, you know, we do know that um, there's, we still have a soul there, you know? Um, yeah, you know, and oftentimes even when our mind's gone, there's, there's still a soul there and you know, still a heart there. You know, um, um, what, what, what can you most offer to the world? Uh, and what do you think your, your books can most offer to the world uh, if, if you can hand one to, to
2: everybody? I think the important thing is, is to be yourself, to, to um, really probe your own belief systems and sort out what you actually do believe and be very respectful of what everybody else believes. Um, because I don't think any two people think the same. Um, I think we should all be very tolerant and understanding of others. One of the things that is the basic root of um, the teachings of Jesus is, is that you should think for yourself and you should think about other people. Um, and it's extraordinarily important that everything you do is, is done on the basis of, is, is this a general benefit or, or is this just something that's going to make me richer or more powerful? people who want to be rich and powerful have lost themselves anyway
1: that's absolutely true you you know you you really you really speak to you know uh, uh what you know what Jesus would you know uh still be saying if 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 he was you know he, you know here you know in, in physical form you know uh but you know as, as your book um it's titled. Uh, you have a book that's titled "Jesus Forever Reborn." Um, you know, the uh, spirit still lives on, and you know he still dwells in all of us uh, that still believes uh, and this him. Uh, so, yeah, wow. You know, this has been an awesome conversation. You know, um, we we can't thank you enough, uh, and we 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 greatly appreciate you and and just your your influence that you are you know uh, putting. In, putting in all of us with your writings. Uh, so uh, tell, us, tell us where we can find the book and um, just any, any additional things you may want to say.
2: Not really. I think um, everybody has got a creative side to them. Um, I've tried to put mine into the books I, I've read and into my relationships with other people. And I I think it's very sad if people don't recognize the creative element within themselves. It doesn't matter whether it's a creative element of being a carpenter or a bookkeeper or whatever. Um, The the important thing is to think things through for yourself and, and do what you want to do and not what... Commerce and industry and states and everybody else thinks you should be doing. I think we've all got to stand up for ourselves and if we do, um, we may well find that we can avoid all, all these climatic nonsenses that we've got. Um, because the moment you start thinking about um, how, how do I best serve other people, um, you, you start making so many demands on resources yourself.
1: Thank you so much, Colin. Um, and your books are available online uh, correctly. Uh, so um, correct.
2: Yep. They're, they're all online. Um, you, you can get them from Barnes Noble from Amazon from um, any of those places. If you go to my website, which is calling code works, you'll find them all listed a little bit about each of them and where you can get a copy.
1: Okay. Fascinating, thank you so much. Brilliant, Uh, just brilliant. Uh, You have definitely been a great joy here today. Um, We appreciate all your knowledge and and great wisdom that you have offered here. Um, You know, you have definitely been a great service here today and um, and continue to uh, just be the light that continue to shine for all of us. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen Thank you Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely um, uh, Ladies and gentlemen uh, We just had a conversation with Colin Kurt uh, He's the author of uh, Five Great works: uh, Death of Augustus, Jesus Forever Reborn Aiden's, Um Goldfish Bronze and Life in Poetry Do uh, take the time out To visit his website ColinKurt'sWorks.com I am your host, Marcus Hart Uh, Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love.